Com. My wife and I are nearing retirement, and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions. Flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com. And save money on your prescriptions. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's uh, Speaking Out. I'm Jim Watkins, and I'm going to entertain you and inform you for the next hour with uh, news and information from around the world and here at home. And uh, I, I think you're going to feel better after the hour is over. It'll be like a, a, you know, a B12 boost. And I want to wish you a happy new year if you've just gotten back and you've been out of pocket for a couple of days or a week, uh, like many of us. And lots going on in the news, and we're happy to bring it to you here. And our website is up and running. We've done some changes to it. It's more direct, lean, and mean. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, jimwatkins1.com. And uh, I want to start off, well, first of all, we've got a lot to cover. Nansu's going to be by. Nansu is our resident expert on all things China. And there's a lot of news coming out of China. And, of course, the least of which is the impending invasion of Taiwan, which everybody is speculating could happen sooner than later. And over the weekend, Xi Jinping issued some stark statements about that. And Nan will be along with us in a little bit. You know, he was kind enough to send me a Happy New Year's greeting. I really appreciate that, just out of the blue. I didn't expect it. Uh, but anyway, Nan's great. And then also we have Cam Edwards. Cam is our resident expert on all things techie. And he'll talk about the latest uh, what's happening in, in AI. I don't know if you saw it on 60 Minutes, but they dedicated a segment to AI and what it means. And I ran across an article about AI, and AI is basically a regurgitation. Apparently, there's a term that you'll get used to. Uh, it's called scraping. Have you heard about scraping? Scraping is basically what AI does when it looks for data. It, it goes to wherever you tell it to go, and it scrapes the data and then incorporates it into its knowledge base. That's the, probably the easiest way to explain it. Anyway, uh, but there are a lot of concerns about AI. First of all, you saw what happened with the, the woman at Harvard, Claudine Gay. She has been essentially canceled, and she finally resigned. And she did a lot of plagiarism. And um, a lot of her themes, theses, that is, thesi, thesis, uh, back in her college days, uh, she ripped off other people's work. And that's what AI does. AI basically takes the, the combined work of all humanity and regurgitates it in its own language. But it's, it's based on a lot of the knowledge base is scraped from the New York Times. So if you go on AI, chat, chat uh, AI or something, chat GBT AI, and you write in... Uh, Explain climate change in, you know, 300 words or less. It will basically scrape everything the New York Times has said about climate change and regurgitate it. That's what it is. And a lot of people are starting to realize that AI is not really that big of a deal. I mean, it can do a lot of things, but it's, it's just, it's got its limitations. 
and we're making a big deal about it as if it's going to change the world. And it will put a lot of people out of work, no, no question there. But it may not be the doomsday idea that people thought it was. So we'll talk to Cam Edwards a little bit later about that. Over the weekend, uh, my wife and I, among the many things we were able to do and had a lot of fun doing it, was the uh, we got to watch David Chappelle and his New Year's Eve pro- uh, program. It came out New Year's Eve, perfect. We we sat around, we watched it. It was a lot of fun. And there was some, in the beginning. Uh, I'll play this little clip for you here, and then I'll I'll explain to you what he means by it. But here's David and what I could get because it's it's just now out, so you can't download the whole video. And well, I guess I could, but that would be illegal, wouldn't it? Anyway, here's a clip from Chappelle, and it's the punchline to his joke, which I which I will explain. I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. Now, what is he saying by that? So he, what he does is he, he explains that uh, he had an opportunity to meet. He was re- recounting a story where he met Jim Carrey and for the first time. And he was a huge fan of Jim Carrey. He loved Jim Carrey. He wanted to be, you know, right there and get to meet him and talk to him. He just thinks he's such a creative guy. And it's true. Jim Carrey is one of the probably one of the more talented uh, comedians around, and he's made such a great career. So he explains, David Chappelle explains, that when he finally did get that day, he met Jim Carrey on the set of Man on the Moon, which is a movie that was it was a biopic on the old comedian Andy Kaufman. Remember Andy Kaufman? He's kind of a deadpan comedian. You probably saw him on, on uh, Saturday Night Live years ago, decades ago. He made headlines by challenging a wrestler, and I want to say it's maybe it was Andre the Great. I'm not sure. I could be wrong about that. But or it might have been Hulk Hogan for all I know. Anyway, he thought that wrestling Andy Kaufman, the real life comedian, became famous because he challenged a wrestler to a wrestling match, and the wrestler ended up breaking Andy Kaufman's neck, ruining his credibility, and that pretty much destroyed his comedic comedic career. So that's the stage. So David Chappelle goes to meet Jim Carrey, who was on the set. Doing, uh, doing Andy Kaufman, and he wouldn't get out of character. He just wouldn't get out of character the whole time, and he shows up in his dressing room. Hey, Jim, it's good to see you. How are you doing, man? What's going on? And Jim Carrey doesn't get out of character. He's still being Andy Kaufman the whole time. He never breaks from his, you know, that's what actors do sometimes. They'll adopt uh, their character, and they'll live like their character the whole time they're making the movie. And, of course, this kind of irritated David Chappelle because he finally got an opportunity to meet uh, this this actor that he loved, and he wouldn't get out of character. And that's when he says... I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. <laughs> now, now you understand the concept. So I, I tend to agree with David Chappelle, and, and this is... Uh, something that I have an issue with greatly because of that very fact that we have people now that are walking around pretending to be something that they're not. And the other day I was watching Kelly Clarkson and Kelly was doing, you know, how these shows are. They have people that come on and promote their movies and what's, what's you know. And they had the cast on from the latest Hunger Games. Now, the Hunger Game franchise, I thought, was a pretty good franchise. It was a sort of a dystopian, and that's where uh, Lawrence, what's her name, 
uh, beautiful woman. She became famous because of that movie. What's her name again? I can't remember. It'll come to me. But anyway, so the new cast features a man who is trans and is a woman. Uh, One of the main characters in Hunger Games is a woman who was actually born biologically as a man. So this woman, I think her name is Hunter, is on Kelly Clarkson the whole time with the other cast. And you could clearly see that she's obsessed with the fact that she is playing the part of a woman, but you can clearly see what makeup can do, what a little bit of alteration can do, but you still get this, she still has the mannerisms of a man. She's got the large hand, she's got the long arms. Uh, She may have feminized herself, but it's still not a woman. And that, I think, is what irritates the left, is that we won't succumb to their reality. And it's like the scene with Dave Chappelle when he meets Jim Carrey for the first time, and he realizes that Jim is in this fantasy world. And he wants to pay his respect, but he's told to address Jim Carrey as Andy, and that's the way it's going to be. And that's sort of... It's offsetting to the rest of us, and this is what I wish my friends over in the LGBTQ community would understand, is that it's offsetting. You're asking us to adopt a reality that is exclusive to you. And that's why I think a lot of people have an issue. It's not that we don't like people that are trans or that we have an issue, maybe some, but I think it's because it's like role-playing and the role-playing never ends. And you have to keep it up. And you have to keep pretending that you don't know what is painfully obvious, which is the person that you're speaking to is trying to adopt a different reality than the one that you live in. And they want you to come along. And this is the issue, I think, last week we had a, a passenger who became unruly on an airline because the, the stewardess wouldn't address the passenger on the pronoun that he or she thought was appropriate. And and became unruly with the stewardess. The stewardess said, if you don't stop your behavior, sir, and take a seat, I'm going to call security. And they did. And now that trans person is suing Delta, saying that he wasn't or she wasn't addressed by her true pronoun. And this is the world we live in now, where we're having to, we're being requested of ourselves to adopt a reality that we know instinctively on a, on a, on a, you know, on an instinctive level, <laughs> that this person is not who they say they are. And this is why I think it's going to be a fad. It's going to, uh, it's a shame to me that we have the medical community. It, the way that we look back upon slavery uh, 120, 30 years ago is the, in 50 years, we're going to look back on this whole trans movement. And we're going to look at the doctors and the medical institutions and all these different organizations that support and affirm transgenderism. And we're going to look back at that as being cruel and, uh, and, and affirming people that have a mental illness. They say now that many people that are trans are on the spectrum of autism, that they display autistic, whatever they call it, autistic uh, characteristics. Uh, and people who are autistic tend to be very narcissistic and self-absorbed. And eventually we're going to come around and realize that everybody is playing a big game here. 
And the big game is that you get to pretend who you want to be, and we have to accept it as reality when we know damn well it is not. And so that's David Chappelle's lesson. And I think it was a, a, a great way to, to tell his story. Yet they got offended anyway. Oh, yeah, they got offended. You're listening to Speaking Out America. More to come. Oh, man, Soundbite City. Got a lot of good sound to play. The Epstein list is out this week. Who is Doe 36? I'll tell you. 